You know what time it is. It's the beginning of the month, and we're going to review the monthly planning guide for February. Hi, I'm Roberta, and I'm living the urban farmer life in the city. I'm fitting in farm life a little bit here and there and want to bring you along with me. I want to teach you everything I learned so that you can be successful and hopefully learn from my missteps. I'll let you know what I'm doing with this almost daily farming journal podcast. Let's hear what today's entry is going to be. In February, we can still have some chilly days. Our last day of frost here in Long Beach is projected to be the 15th. This means we can still think about planting dormant trees and bushes, but we need to take care when planting anything that can't handle getting a little too cold. At this point, though, I'm not quite sure what that would be. We have tomatoes that have made it through the winter, and we're setting fruit starting at the end of December. Tender seedlings, though, might need to be covered or keep them inside until the nighttime temperatures are consistently in the 50s. Okay, it's time to talk about what to sow outside in February, and this list is getting pretty long. We want to start with beets, caraway, and I'll be honest, I never plant caraway. I don't even think I've even eaten it. Celery, carrots, chervil, chives, collards, cilantro or coriander, whichever you like to say, dill, endive, fennel, garlic, kohlrabi, leeks, lettuces, mustards, green onions, bulb onion sets, parsley, peas, white potatoes, radishes, shallots, spinaches, and turnips. Now that's a pretty good list. You can make a lot of great meals out of all of that. Let's go into what's next. So this is what you want to start sowing in February. And I'll be honest, I already started these. So this is eggplants, peppers, and tomatoes. I think those deserve their own episode at some point. Next up is what you want to start transplanting in February. So these could be items that you're getting at the nursery, or maybe you've even started them a little bit on your own. But here we go. Artichoke crowns, asparagus crowns. Now those are super special. Um, and artichoke actually are really easy to grow from seed. And I didn't see that they actually mentioned artichoke seed starting um, in last month's guide. So that's something I'll probably add for next year. Um, my artichokes are actually just, you know, once they've been in the ground, I have some that I think I bought one from uh, a nursery as a small little seedling and the others I started from seed and they just keep on giving back every year. I haven't grown them from seed that I've collected, so that probably will be something that we can try this year. Let me keep on going. Rhubarb rhizomes, and those you need to buy online. I actually don't know. Actually, you know, maybe I have seen them in some of the bare root areas. Um, so that might be something to consider. Those are pretty readily available now that I'm thinking about it. I think I even saw them in Hope Depot before. Broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, cauliflower, celery, horseradish, I actually planted some horseradish. It was a little bit tricky to get a hold of. I bought it online um, and the chickens keep on eating it. So maybe I should move that to the front yard. But something highly to recommend if you like fresh horseradish. Kale, leeks, lettuce, onions, peas, parsley, and strawberries. So strawberries are super fun. You can usually get it. And then they come in like batches of 50 for some ridiculously low price. So if you can, um, maybe even start to um, order those online like right now, because I know I did try to order some last year, but it was probably either end of spring um, or summertime and it was just too late and they'd already sold out. And finally, there are still some bare roots that you can start planting, which are the fruit, nut trees, berries, and grapes, the same as last 
last month. A lot of time uh, at this point, there may not be a lot available. Some of the berries would be blueberries. They're a little bit tricky, so unless you really read up on planting blueberries, I probably recommend holding off on that. If you want to do raspberries, those are super easy. You do want to make sure that you're not planting them at a maybe a boundary wall or uh, something next to your neighbors where the kind of runners can go underneath and kind of go to the other neighbor's yard because that can be a little bit tricky especially when they have the thorns and then your neighbor is going to have to continue to pull those out so you want to kind of make sure that those are um, in a spot where you have some control over whether they're going to be um, showing up in other spots there is a whole long list of other types of flowers that you can sow at this point and transplant. I mean, it is the majority of the page for February. I do see some that I think are just really fun. Foxgloves, hollyhocks, lockspur, lobelia, lunaria, marigolds. Um, we have nasturtiums um, that have just self-seeded for ages. And so those are always great, not necessarily for the um, flowers, but for the leaves, you can make a great pesto. And oh, there's like that's only a small percentage of what's out here. Oh, there is something on here, sweet peas. And those are just so amazing. I really encourage you, if you haven't tried to grow some sweet peas, get something that is an heirloom or something that's very fragrant. And they just make a huge difference when it comes to giving bouquets to people. Um, I've brought them to work and it is, you know, just something very special. They're playful, they're cute, they're fragrant. They really... Um, just as a small little bouquet of maybe like five to ten stems um, are just really breathtaking. So go ahead and then think about getting some sweet peas. You do need to soak them really well. Some people add a tiny bit of soap to kind of break down that outer shell um, just to make sure that you can get those well germinated. And then if you are looking for them, um, you can try to make sure that they are fragrant because they're not all like um, wonderful in terms of how much fragrance. Some are a little bit more showy and beautiful in color, but I would say really trying to go for fragrance over um, some of the special colors is probably the way to start because um, you just close your eyes and it's a very special transportation to a magical world when you have sweet peas. So I hope you have a wonderful time in your garden and I hope you get to start some seed today. Remember to subscribe to the Living the Urban Farmer Life podcast so you can grow what you know about growing food and caring for your furry and feathered friends. You can also find us on YouTube and Facebook as the Urban Farmer Life and at urbanfarmerlife.com for posts and links to help you be successful on your own urban farm. Now go out there and grow something. And I was just thinking, if you want to hear more about the flowers and when to plant those, go ahead and then let me know. You can reach me either in Instagram or on Facebook under Living the Urban Farmer Life. And that way I can see if that might be of interest to you. I do think that planting flowers is really special and can make your garden more attractive and a little bit more appealing to some of your neighbors if you're doing some of your urban gardening in the front yard. Um, not everyone understands 
greens, you know, growing vegetables. I know that our neighborhood has people who are always like just so happy to see that we have something growing um, in the front yard. They'd like to get either some of our starters, some of our seedlings, um, some of our, you know, veggies and fruits. We have, you know, some people who say when they're uh, when they don't see anyone looking, they do take some, which is totally fine from my standpoint. And I know that there are other people who are just asking when we're going to harvest some of the seeds so they can have some. So it is really fun. Um, but definitely adding some of those flowers can really make a difference. Even if you buy maybe, say, the foxgloves or hollyhocks as, um, you know, gallon containers. might be a little bit pricey, but it can really make a huge difference when it comes to upping the curb appeal of your urban farm in the front yard. So have a wonderful day. I hope you get out in the garden and I hope you get to eat something super special that makes you smile and makes your tummy happy. Bye. Thank you for joining me on the Living the Urban Farmer Life Journal podcast. I hope you're having fun growing what you know while caring for your soil and your furry and feathered farm friends.